Today's episode of Lockdown MLB is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN15. You'll get 15% off your next order. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. On today's episode, which is being dropped on the 12th day of April 2021, we are going to be recapping a very, very interesting weekend of baseball that included history on Friday and some other great games coming up that I actually don't know about. I'll explain why. This show is available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. When you're staying at home as we're coming down the home stretch, your pal Sully's getting his second shot today. I'll be fully immunized by the time you're hearing this. Please still stay smart and tell your smart device to play podcast Lockdown MLB or check out some of the other great shows on the Lockdown Podcast Network, including Lockdown Fantasy Baseball with Scott Cullen. You can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown MLB Pods. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter. Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. So I have a lot of new followers after what happened this weekend. And I am going to be recapping the games of the weekend. Now, I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit. I'm recording this on Saturday morning. I just finished recording with Javi Reyes, and we did an emergency podcast about the Musgrove no-hitter, the tweet that I did that got me a little bit of attention, and we talked all about the Padres' no-hitter and everything. It's historic, and a week that began with the Fernando Tatis injury ends with such a moment of great triumph for San Diego, the team that I picked to win the World Series. I think that they are going to be in great shape no matter what. So we're not going to cover the Musgrove no-hitter here. If you want to listen to that, the show that dropped on Saturday morning is the one you should listen to for that. I'm going to talk about all the other games because a lot of other really interesting things happen. So let's go over Friday. What happened on Friday? You know, I give out the Who Owns Baseball, the MVPs of each day, and boy, Johnny Cueto looked like he was going to win that as he pitched to it's into the ninth inning. He pitched eight and two-thirds innings, uh, not quite as many innings as Joe Musgrove did. Johnny Cueto was throwing a shutout into the ninth inning. He wound up needing a little bit of help, but he finished with a victory, eight and two-thirds innings, seven strikeouts, one run. The Giants won against Colorado, and the Giants don't look bad so far. They don't look bad. I mean, they can't. I can't claim that they look like world beaters, but you know, they're four and three. They're starting the season with their nose above water. Now they don't look nearly as good as the. Los Angeles Dodgers, who could very well win the World Series again. I really think the World Series champion will be crowned somewhere in Southern California. But the Dodgers are 6-2. and two. They had their home opener. Walker Bueller was tremendous. Their bullpen was solid. They shut out the Nationals, who have lost three of their first four games. And the World Series winners, who looked terrible on opening day, are 6-1 and one since then. And look every bit as good as advertised. Now, I said that the World Series winner will be in Southern California. Obviously, I meant between Los Angeles and San Diego in the National League. Obviously, the Angels aren't going to do piddly-poo, hold the phone. The Angels are now 6-2 and two as of Saturday morning. 
And they got a great performance with Shohei Otani, who drove in four runs with his bat. And the Angels defeated Toronto in Dunedin. So that is a sentence that makes sense in 2021. The Rays doubled up the Yankees as both teams are 3-4 and four at this point. And look, obviously it's early, so it's one week into the season. But the Rays just look absolutely dominant and clobbered Corey Kluber. And the Yankees better hope that Kluber, who's, you know, didn't look bad his first start, looked really bad last night, and obviously has had a bunch of injuries issues lately. Uh, that didn't bear well for them last night. And when you have the Yankees and the Rays, and these are the two teams that I think most people think are going to win the American League East. I know some people are picking Toronto. Uh, those head-to-head games, you got to win those. You got to win those if you want to dust yourself off. Uh, same thing goes for Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta needs to dust themselves off after a crummy start. And now they've won three in a row. And the Phillies are, have dropped to five and two. But yes, an eight and one victory. Uh, Charlie Morton, another member of the 2017 Astros, along with Joe Musgrove, got that victory. Zach Plesak has been tremendous so far for the Cleveland Indians in his couple of starts so far. He has been really great. He pitched another solid game. The Indians are treading water after the first six games that they defeated the Detroit Tigers. The A's, look at that. The A's won another game, 6-2 to two, over Houston. Huh, who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? The A's would have looked like a minor league baseball team. Uh, they had their first really convincing win because their first one was a walk-off extra inning win. This was a 6-2 to two victory over Houston, who drops to 6-2. and two. And the hottest team in baseball remains the Cincinnati Reds, who won in extra innings. And I hate extra inning games now because of the ghost runner. But the Reds are at 6-1. and one. They defeated the Diamondbacks, who were stumbling out of the gate. And that was a, a tremendous showing. Now, who are some of the stars in baseball other than Joe Musgrove? Obviously, Johnny Cueto, Zach Plesac. I mentioned Framil. Uh, Fran Mil Reyes uh, hit a pair of home runs in the Indians' victory. Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, was tremendous in the game for the when the the I said the A's, geez, the Braves clobbered Philadelphia. Andrew Haney, great pitching performance, nine strikeouts over six shutout innings for the Angels' victory, and Mark Canna reached base three times with a home run in the A's win over the. Astros, the maskless one, Justin Turner, went three for three with a home run. The lone run in the Dodgers' victory over the Washington Nationals. At a losing cause, you had DJ LeMahieu pitched quite well or hit quite well against Tampa Bay. It was too little, too late. Uh, and also, uh, Jed Lowry continues his comeback season, going two for five with a home run. And of course, Tyler Naquin is pacing the Cincinnati Reds as he. Got on base twice with a home run, a walk, a stolen base, two runs scored. What a pickup for Cincinnati there. And uh, Tucker Barnard had another solid game going three for five with three runs batted in. So that's a look at what happened on Friday. The games are already starting for Saturday. So the next segment, we're going to review what happened on Saturday. And I wonder if Chris Paddock threw the second no-hitter in the history of the San Diego Padres. You know, when I made my pick about the no-hitter by Joe Musgrove, I really should have liquidated everything I owned and go to betonline.ag 
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You know, my no-hitter pick could have paid off big time for me, and we got the NBA and NHL playoffs coming up right around the corner. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to put your bets, place them, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is your online sportsbook expert. Promo code locked on. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski, the host, updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Taking a quick look at Saturday's game, no freakish no-hitter, no big historical moment like that going on, but we saw that the two New York teams combined for a grand total of zero runs. Now, Domingo Herman, who I don't think should be allowed to play baseball based on what he's done in the past, uh, but he did not pitch particularly well and has been sent down to the minor leagues. The Rays shut out the Yankees 4 nothing, And the thing that kind of raised its ugly head uh, just in terms of just baseball is I said that the thing that may make the Yankees not the overwhelming favorite that some people think that they are is the fact that after Garrett Cole, their starting rotation is a complete crapshoot. And it is. Now, so far, their bullpen has been pretty good for the most part. But, you know, Kluber did look particularly good. Uh, Tyone was, I mean, okay, he didn't get past the uh, fifth. And Herman has been awful. Garrett Cole's one of the best pitchers in baseball. And he's pitching like one of the best pitchers in baseball. But, you know, you can wear down this bullpen real fast if you're not having the solid rotation, and I don't quite see it. On the other hand, let's go over and meet the Mets, greet the Mets, step right up and meet the Mets. Holy cow. I mean, it's so predictable that, you know, I mean, I should be just predicting the, instead of the Padres no-hitter, how ridiculous each Met loss started by Jacob deGrom will be. First game, he only pitched, what, six innings. The bullpen went the bed. So today, he went deeper. You would accept this line from anybody. Sandy Koufax in his prime. Eight innings, five hits, no walks, one run on a solo home run, and 14 strikeouts. Loss. Loss. Zero six four ERA in his first two starts. Record 0-1 to the Marlins. These are the sort of things that if the Mets lose a trip to the playoffs by just a couple of games, you're going to be looking at the fact that you know, DeGrom jumped out of the gate and pitched brilliantly. And they couldn't get a win out of it. By the way, can I just say that you know I've talked about how the win stat is becoming less and less significant for me and 
it really doesn't always tell the story. You know, I was watching a couple of games, and there were some points where, uh, and I forget which game it was. It may have been the Mariners and Twins game, but there was a point where one of the team could have brought in the closer, but they didn't because it wasn't the right time to do it, but it was at the peak moment of the game. I would like to see managers. I mean, when you talk about eliminating the win and the loss stat and the save stat and all that stuff, I think managers should manage without knowledge of those stats. How would you manage a game if you didn't know the win stat? So if there was no win stat, there was no loss stat, there was no save stat, how would you manage the team then? Would you bring in a closer at the point when the game was on the line, even if it was the eighth inning? Would you leave the starter in there a little longer? Would you bring the starter in a couple innings in? That you manage as if the wins, the loss, and the save stats don't exist. Because how many times do you see a pitcher left in in the fifth inning when they, you know, they're trying to make sure he gets the win? They don't do it as much anymore. That used to be a thing. Or you were in a tough spot and your best reliever is available, but you have to wait for the ninth inning to use that best reliever. That's craziness. That's craziness. Manage like you don't know those stats. Because chances are you'll make some of the best decisions. Uh, going around the league, the Mariners won again uh, against Minnesota, and and you know what a difference a week makes. That the it looked like for a little bit that the A's were off to the you know they were off to the worst start in franchise history, at least since the last hundred years, and now they've won a series against Houston, no less. Things turn around fast. The Blue Jays clobbered the uh, Angels 15-1. to Vladdy Guerrero Jr. had quite a day. And you also saw the Dodgers defeat the uh, Nationals 9-5. to A rare loss for the Reds, 8-3. to But things could turn around real fast. Let's take a look at the Atlanta, who started the season just stumbling and bumbling right out of the gate. To point, what the heck is going on with Atlanta? Now they're on a four-game winning streak. And if they win tomorrow, they'll be tied with Philadelphia in first place. And so there's sort of the rocky start that they got would basically be wiped out before they got 10 games into the season. The Braves are going to be doing just fine. Padres will do just fine. They didn't get another no-hitter. But even without uh, Tatis, it's another victory for Texas who are only a half game behind L.A. I'm not really scoreboard watching, but I'm pointing that out just to show, like, hey, look at some of these teams got off the horrific starts, and eh, things are starting to even out. Even though, you know, the A's are only four games back in the loss column out of first place after the horrific start they got. The Red Sox didn't even look like a major league team. And now, after their five-game winning streak, and they have a run differential of positive 10, they're in first place by themselves. The magic number is 154 for the Red Sox. You know, and with the pitching staff for some of the other teams not being as strong as they could be, and the Yankees in dead last place. I know it's dead last place, eight games in the season, but still. You know what? It's a, uh, it's interesting. The Red Sox magic number is 154 to win the Eastern Division. Uh, the loss by the Twins allowed the Indians to pull within half a game of first 
And you also see that the the Angels did lose, the Astros lost to the A's, the Mariners won. You're just start you will see all these divisions in the American League just finish completely bunched up because I think that's what we're we're gonna be looking at. And we're starting to see the evidence of that. And also around the league, uh, as I said, uh, Arizona defeated Cincinnati. The Pirates got a rare win. And the Indians got a rare offensive explosion. The team that has great pitching but questionable hitting, well, they were able to certainly tee off against the Detroit uh, rotation. Um, uh, Luplo went uh, two for five. He homered, drove in five runs. Perez only had one official at bat, but he wound up scoring five runs. And uh, the the pitching staff once again did the job. Is it Savali? Is that how you pronounce his name? I'm not 100% sure. In fact, I'm going to go to baseballreference.com, the greatest website in the history of the planet Earth. I think I've pronounced this man's name before, who's the Cleveland pitcher. Just right now, at the top of my head, it, you know, it is... Um, that's where baseballreference.com, you don't have the pronunciation? Why don't I know it? I think it's Savali. And if it's not, forgive me. It's one of those things that I've seen it typed out, and I don't always say it out loud. Things even out. And they got, once again, Cleveland got another great pitching performance, but this time they also got the bats to back it up in an 11-3 thrashing of the Tigers that actually wasn't that close. It was not that close. It was a rout. So, so we're looking around. Padres dust themselves off from losing uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. for you know probably a couple of months with the no-hitter and yet another win against Texas. So, by the way, Texas wore hats during the no-hitter with a T and an X on them and the shape of Texas on them. It was a new Rangers hat. And I must say, I'm a fan. It was pretty, pretty good. It was pretty good. And uh, all the pitchers who did well today and the players who played well, I can't take you out for pizza, but I can go get you a Built Bar because Built Bars are the best-tasting protein bars ever. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious with great new flavors like Apple Almond Crisp, along with all their original flavors. They're covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew, and they're great if you're a health-conscious guy or wants to lose or maintain weight. Take a look at the cookies and cream, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams net carbs. You get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN. You get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKDOWN for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com Be a waiver wire winner on the Lockdown Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's a daily fantasy podcast hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott Cullen, who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead the league wins. Follow Lockdown Fantasy Baseball on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, well, the weekend is over of baseball, and it was a fun weekend. I mean, there was a lot of great stuff happened, and let's go over a little bit. It's it's Sunday evening as I'm recording this part of it, and there were no no-hitters, although uh, it was Mr. Luke Weaver took a no-hitter 
deep into the game as a member of the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Was pitched a no-hitter into, I think it was the eighth inning. But uh, there's good old Luke Weaver, who was part of the bounty. Then the uh, Astros sent uh, Paul Goldschmidt packing to uh, St. Louis. You know what? They weren't fleeced. They got themselves a really good, solid pitcher. Had a bad year last year. Uh, you know, we had a rotten 2020. But you know what? Guy's got talent, and he showed it. Showed it big time today. And uh, when I do my who owns baseball, he obviously owned baseball. He had a great, great game. Do you also own baseball? The hottest hitter for the hottest team in baseball, and that's the Boston Red Sox. The Boston Red Sox, who got swept and humiliated out of town at the beginning of the season, are now the only team in the AL East with a winning record. And J.D. Martinez is absolutely hitting at an unreal clip. He had three home runs, um, went four for six altogether. The Red Sox won 14 to nine, and it, it actually seemed pretty close. I mean, it was a back and forth game for a little bit. The Red Sox were running away with it, and suddenly the the Orioles had a tidal wave of runs. You're going like, Are the Red Sox going to lose this game? Now, look, it, it's, it's too early to say anything. You know, when you look at the standings, and the standings have the whole uh, last 10 games, and when you see how the team's done the last 10 games, when the last 10 is also the number of games played for the year, uh, then you know it's too early to be looking at standings or looking at anything like that. But I, I you know, I must say it was interesting to see how quickly the Red Sox turned a dreadful first three games into a wild six-game winning streak with a, with they now have a plus 15 run differential. And the interesting thing is at this point, we're now in the middle of April at this point, about nine games in the Red Sox, or actually it is exactly nine games for all the teams. Uh, the Red Sox are six and three and every other team is four and five. You have a four-way tie for second place as of this recording. And another team that was absolutely dreadful the first week of the season was uh, Oakland. And they wound up winning a series in Houston and doing quite well, thank you very much. And the Atlanta Braves were a team that absolutely stumbled out of the gate. And they're looking pretty solid. They lost the uh, Sunday night game. Ronald Acuna Jr. hustled out a ground ball, turned into an infield hit. I must say, they were wearing the uniforms that Henry Aaron wore when he got his 715th home run in 1974. And I kind of wish they would wear those the rest of the year. I like them. They're in a new ballpark. It's kind of a new identity and feel away from the Smoltz-Maddox years. I would like to see them. Sometimes I want to see teams win a title in another uniform. That's why I want to see the Giants go back full-time to the cursive Giants across the chest. I wouldn't mind seeing the Braves going to the the Henry Aaron specials for good. But, uh, you know, that being said, other players who had big-time games, uh, Logan Allen gave another solid pitching performance for the Cleveland Indians. Luke Weaver, I mentioned Luke Weaver, Kyle Seeger. I meant to say Kyle Seeger. I looked at my notes, I saw Luke Weaver. Uh, the Mariners were down, what, 6 nothing 
to Minnesota, that's a game where you're right off. Next thing you know, Kyle Seager's homered a couple of times, and the Mariners came back and won that game eight to six. My new team, the Seattle Mariners, are, I mean, they are five and four right now with that two-game winning streak against Minnesota, who looked like they were putting together a nice little run there. And, uh, you know, good, good on Kyle Seager. You know how at the beginning of the year, the the idiot president of the Mariners said, well, this is his last year here. Well, Seager's going to make it a memorable one. Uh, the Yankees also had a come-from-behind victory. Uh, Rugnet Odor, who shaved his beard and shaved his facial hair, looks nothing like who he was when he was with Texas. Got a key hit. Gio Urshela. Homer went four for five. Good, solid game. Byron Buxton, by the way, going back to the Minnesota-Seattle game, uh, in a losing cause, Buxton went three for four with a homer and four runs batted in. Uh, he's been he's been terrific. He's been absolutely terrific and sparking that Minnesota team. A couple other big performers uh, included uh, uh, David Peralta of Arizona, the game where Weaver took a no-hitter late into the game. Peralta was uh, absolutely terrific. A big home run, a couple of big hits there. Uh, let's also give a shout-out to Anthony Disqualfani, who pitched the suddenly good San Francisco Giants to a 4 nothing blanking of the Colorado Rockies. And Clayton Kershaw pitched six solid innings, striking out six as the Dodgers won in a pitcher's duel against Max Scherzer. Scherzer was terrific as well. That's a really great pitcher's duel. The two of them pitched six innings. I kind of like the idea that I brought up a couple weeks ago that we don't think of these pitchers as starters. We think of them as headliners. I wonder if that game would have been more dramatic if Kershaw and Scherzer were pitching the last six innings instead of the first six innings. So... There, oh, by the way, the uh, the San Diego Padres won again, another shutout of Texas. This was not a no-hitter. This was actually a combined game. Morjan had to leave the game because of, uh, I believe he got an injury there. But there you go. The Padres are now a 7-3, and three, one behind Los Angeles. And uh, look at that. The Pittsburgh Pirates are on a two-game winning streak as well. The Pirates, as dreadful as they are, they're only three games out of first place. This is how early it is. And the Reds wound up dropping a couple of games. Three games separate the Reds and the Pirates from the top to the bottom of the division. That's how early it is. But do you know what? There will be a surprise team to emerge from the scrum. But we're also starting to see very early on, the good teams are starting to rise up. And you're seeing that LA and San Diego are very, very good teams. And you're starting to see the Braves, despite that awful 0-4 start they had, eh, they're starting to rise to the top again. I've made this point before, and I'll make it again. And I'll make it five or six more times in case you forget. All right? Teams can stumble out of the gate and turn around big time. Teams can come flying out of the gate and be absolutely disastrous by the end. The best constructed team I ever saw in my life were the 1998 Yankees. I'm a classic Yankee hater. I was living in New York in 1998. I never liked that team. That being said, I am objective enough to say the 1998 Yankees were the most complete team and the most perfectly constructed team I've ever seen. 
does that make them the best team? Maybe. Maybe. It was not that they had the best superstar. In fact, you could make the argument they only had the best at one position, which was closer. I mean, you could say, you know, they had an outfield of that. There were better, there were better players at every other position throughout the American League. Jeter was great. A-Rod and Garcia Parra were arguably better. You had Mo Vaughn at first base was, and Frank Thomas and Rafi Palmero were better than Tino Martinez. Robbie Alomar was better than Chuck Knobloch. Ken Griffey Jr. was better than Bernie Williams. Uh, Juan Gonzalez was the MVP. He was better than Paul O'Neill. Pudge Rodriguez was the best catcher. He was better than Posada. But the thing was is that every single position on that team of the Yankees, it may not have been the best, but it was a really solid player. They had an answer for everything. And that's what I mean. It was the most perfectly constructed team I've ever seen. And they went on to win 114 games. They, they went 114 and 48. They lost only two postseason games to Cleveland. They swept the Rangers. Cleveland somehow took them six games. They swept a very good San Diego team. Absolutely ran over everyone. Why am I bringing that team up? They started the year one and four. They dropped four of their first five games out of the gate. And through 10, they were good, but not exactly eye-popping six and four. I remember when they fell behind at the beginning of the year, they dropped four of their first five games. There were people actually calling WFAN in New York, the sports radio station, saying, maybe we should make a change. Maybe it's time to try to make a change with a manager and get a new manager in and get Joe Torre out of there. And they went on to win the World Series that year, the year after, the year after that, and came within two outs of making it a four-peat. So you can stumble out of the gate and still be the best constructed team in baseball history. Everyone relax. I still think the Yankees rotation is thin because they're relying on people like Kluber, but they can also turn around and win like they did today against Tampa Bay. We got a full weekend, a full week of games. I'm sorry, it's a Monday. Uh, we got a full week of games coming up, and I'm looking forward to seeing what we got to unfold. And, uh, man, it's going to be strange for your pal Sully to not be making my San Diego Padres predictions anymore. The Twins are going to be playing the Red Sox. The Padres are off to Pittsburgh. Seattle is going to be playing Baltimore. You have the Yankees are going to be in Dunedin to play the Blue Jays. Let's see if the rains subside. Phillies and Mets, that's always interesting going on in City Field. The Rangers are playing Tampa Bay. You have the Marlins and the Braves. Cubs versus Milwaukee. The Nats are playing St. Louis. Maybe we'll see the Angels play in Kansas City, weather permitting. You're going to see the White Sox taking on Cleveland in a series that actually means something because those are going to be two contenders for the Central. So each one of these games is important. And you have the Astros and the Detroit Tigers. A's are playing Arizona. And it looks like we've got the Cincinnati Reds looking to get off the schneid to play the Giants, two unlikely six and three teams. Well, there you go. That's a weekend of baseball. So go to the, I almost said the old one here. You go to the Odyssey app. I got to always remember where we're actually on. Do you just go where you get your podcast? Use the Odyssey app or whatever app you use. 
And you could follow us on Twitter at LockdownMLBPod. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Going over a weekend where very briefly I was viral and in the good way. This has been Locked On MLB for the 12th day of April 2021. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. <laughs>